welcome back to the gray space. I'm Zeke. That is Dre. Yepers. And we are back with another fire interview. Yes. Yes, we are. It's been a minute. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? But before we do all that, make sure y'all subscribe to become part of the tribe. Do us right. Hit that like and comment because you know that I know that you know that you're loving the content. Now, we got a special guest in the building, my that guy. That we do, man. That we do. And I'm excited. Been, I'm excited about it. It's been so long since I said that. I, I, almost, I almost fucked that all the way up. Okay? <laughs> but our guest today is a young DJ out of Arizona by way of Oregon. His early love of music led him to spinning at mansion parties, which solidified his career path. With songs like Spending, Bitter, Can't Pretend, and Mai Tai, he's been able to showcase his versatility when it comes to his production. His ability to adapt has not gone unnoticed, landing him opportunities to tour with YG and many others, as well as tours of his own. I could keep talking about his accolades, you know what I'm saying, but they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it from me. Mm-hmm. He's here to tell us what his initials mean, as well as his story on the only place stories originate. Please welcome DJ H. MD to the gray space. Welcome, hey, man. man. Yeah, man. Appreciate the intro. That's yeah. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it, man. Um, thank you, bro, uh, for reaching out. Thank you for pulling up. For sure. For sure. Thank you. Um, super exciting, I think, man. You know, uh, as as we have interviewed a, a plethora of guests, man, and, and we've been in it. You know, I've been in the Arizona music scene for shit man 20 20 some odd years just being around it and understanding it um back and forth between here and cali and it's always super dope to kind of get that new wave Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um and there's a there's an extreme new wave of of artists that are you know basically doing their damn thing out here you know and and the craziest thing i think is what's so fire is that you have probably a select group that's really getting pushed to the forefront. Yeah. But then there's always those gems, right? Underdog. The little yeah. right. <laughs> but but still like you're like, "Oh, wait, wh- where where was he? Where was she?" Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened with you, man, as as we started to kind of look into your resume. Mm-hmm. Um and the stuff you've been doing, man, it's super dope and Thank you. but I want to take it back because yeah. I, I I am the king. I want the <laughs> damn origin story every sure. time, mm-hmm. man. Out of work, b- born in Houston, mm-hmm. but raised in Oregon. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you that Northwest <laughs> in you, bro. I got some homies from the Northwest. Yeah, is you definitely got that Northwest swag. Lay for back, sure, chill. Sure. Yeah. It's a rainy day outside. Looking <laughs> at you, <know? laughs> exactly. I got the hoodie on. Yeah. Talk to us, man, about your early days growing up in Oregon mm-hmm. and kind of how you blossomed into, you know, now today, DJ HMD. For sure. So, yeah, uh, born in Houston and uh, I was adopted, moved to Portland when I was one. Okay. So grew up out there, um, high school, elementary, middle school, all that good stuff. Okay. And then as far as music, um, got started just listening to like music in my dad's car. Okay. Uh, records like from Elton John, Billy Joel to DMX, okay. Bow Wow, like 2000s yeah, type. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because <laughs> I was born in 98, so I kind of got the 
little bit of yeah, the 90s, yeah. but like the 2000s is really where, yeah. like, yeah, okay, yeah, for respectable. Sure, for sure. Um, and then DJ'd uh, my parents' parties. Okay. Um, that's where I got my first experience, was um, doing that. Um, they had like little block parties, cookouts kind of stuff um, for like 4th of July. Okay. And I would actually sync up the music to the fireworks. Okay. So they nice. would give me like a list and like the neighborhood would give me like a list of music. Okay. And depending on like the length of the firework and like the colors, the sounds, all that, I would literally sync the music and that's like fire. DJ that's to the... That's, li- that's yeah. Li- that's <laughs> yeah. And I was like seven or eight. Okay. Like doing that. So yeah. how so so how'd you get like seven, eight? Mm-hmm. Get a mix like where where does that start? You know what I mean? Because you seven yeah. eight man, you still playing video games, bro. Like it's, it's, it's the two thousands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so how did sure. you start getting into like getting a mixing board mm-hmm. and then eventually DJing? You know, family parties. Yeah. So my dad uh, took me to Guitar Center. Okay. Um, he saw that I was like interested, and then in elementary school, um, they had us like playing the clarinet and like oh, the flute yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shout out to the clarinet <laughs> yeah. <Shout> out to- <laughs> what was yeah. the, what, the what was the what was the one uh, that we had to do uh, there was like the recorder too. the oh, recorder that's what it was that's, that's what it was that's what it was yeah that's what it was yeah yeah so he saw that I was like getting more into that okay um, not the recorder so much but just music in general okay and I I was heavy into like run dmc so like their oh, wow. swag like adidas okay. like beat boys graffiti wow. uh like dj like actual turntables okay um so he got me my first mixer and at the time like i don't even think like serato dj which is like the main dj software like was a thing like it was just okay. turntables okay and then if you wanted to do like actual like mixes and stuff you had to like actually put the cd in like the mixer so like the one that i had like could do tapes cds and vinyl and then that was right around the time that they launched like the ipod so you could like aux core too got you so like when i was mixing i would go between like my cds my tapes and like the original like ipod okay and started out yeah (laughs) (laughs) like that was like Bare minimum iTunes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. All you had was music on that boy. That yeah. was it. Yeah. So yeah. I still have like my, my CD collection and all that too. Okay. Like Dope. my vinyls, all that stuff. So like, Fire. Yeah. I was literally putting CDs like in the thing, okay. recording it to like at the time too, you could record tracks to the mixer. So like okay. you could record it straight on. So like if I didn't have the CD, I could go through the tracks that were on. Like the actual, the mixer actual mixer. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you still DJ with vinyl? Uh, I do every now and then. Now, yeah. I feel like it's a little bit easier with like the digital age oh, yeah. because my crates on there, thousands mm-hmm. on thousands to wear with vinyls. I still have like at least like a thousand vinyls mm-hmm. easily, um, but it kind of depends. Um, I got a little bit away from it just because the digital stuff is so easy. Right. And that way I don't have to bring like crates to concerts and sure, stuff but sure. if i'm doing like a corporate gig or like a wedding and somebody wants that oh yeah for sure I'll that's cool I, that you can yeah. do that because i don't think there's a lot of djs yeah today bro <laughs> that can rare. actually yeah. i'm serious man like i remember sitting in my my friends you know and this is legit 1998 so mm-hmm. the year you're born that kind of dates how old i am that's, <laughs> that's wild but i would we would sit in his apartment mm-hmm. and i would watch him spin vinyl yeah and i was like that's 
really cool, man. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I just have a, a lot of appreciation for people who can actually for still sure. spin yeah. vinyl. I get the ease of it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Take yeah. take take advantage of the technology. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why it's there, right? Exactly. You know, so. Yeah. And nowadays, too, they even have, like, mixers that have that, like, vinyl feel mm-hmm. that have, like, the spinning turntables, but it's all still digital. So you still get that feel of, mm-hmm. like, actually, like, scratching and doing all that. Right. But without having to actually take the vinyls and put them on. Mm-hmm. So you still get a little bit. The but, adapters, yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, that's dope, man, because I like that you brought that up before, as far as, like, you came into the game when hardware was still a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you started when there was a real transition. And I think, like he said, that that art um, has been a little lost because you, you got to go back to the roots. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. it's different when you open up that book of CDs, man. You got to flip that damn thing. <laughs> yeah, like, man, yo, right? <laughs> oh, Nas are here he yeah. is. You know what I'm saying? You got to think of alphabetical order and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so as you started to come through and get older, man, uh, I saw a thing about, and I mentioned it earlier, man, where the mansion parties, mm-hmm. um, obviously coming up Portland, Oregon, um, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those places that I've never been, uh, you have family that's been there, that's lived there. Okay. Um, it's one of those places that I feel like if you've been there or you're from there, you absolutely love it. Yeah. But for different reasons. Like, it's like a big city. 1,000%. But it's also a small time, like, small <laughs> yeah. feel. Like, it's a... Everybody still kind of knows each yeah, other. Like, exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's almost, mm-hmm. I mean, almost like Phoenix in that sense. It kind of sure. very yeah. similar. Um, so, talk to us, man, because I, yeah. I saw that you said basically the mansion parties is where you were like, oh, no, I'm for real with this. Yeah. So, talk to us about that, man. Yeah, so, like, with the mansion parties, I kind of started that in high school. Okay. Um, I wasn't really into the party scene, per se. Okay. Um, until, like, my junior, senior year. Because start of high school, I was playing basketball heavy. Okay. I was more focused on that. But the last, like, couple months of my senior year, everybody wanted to party. Like, going into college. Oh, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I was like, all right, cool. Like, let me, like, see what I can do kind of thing. Right. Um, so during that time, uh, like you had the Blazers were popping. Um, that's right when like Damian Lillard was getting picked up and drafted. So okay. um, they threw like, well, they kind of ended up coming to one. Okay. Not Damian, but like some of the Blazers. Okay. Um, and they were just telling me like, yo, play this record, play this record, play this record. And I was quick with it and had everything like Ready on point. Okay. Nice. And just seeing like the reaction. From, like, them, because, you know, they're major celebrities. They've been to, and they're way older. So, like, at that time, they've been to clubs. They've been to whatever. They and, know the vibes. And right. they're looking at me like, this dude's killing crazy, it. Yeah, like, yeah, going yeah. off. That's hard, yeah. So, just seeing that, I was like, oh, yeah, I got I got something here for sure. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, now, now, go ahead. Jump and in. I, I just got to ask, dude, you come from you come from the trees, mm-hmm. now you want to come to the dirt. Yeah. Why, why the transition <laughs> yeah. to a beautiful place? For sure. Like, <laughs> where there's yeah. water and all mm-hmm. kinds of greenery, and then you come over here and it's all just doo-doo brown. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? wow. it was definitely like <laughs> a wild. culture shock. 
Like, yeah. Portland's cool. I grew up there. You know, it has its little things. Like you said, like, I could go over to Mount Hood and go skiing one weekend if right. I want to. Yeah. I can go to the beach. I can go to a lake. And then I come here and it's, yeah, cactuses and dirt. But mm-hmm. um, honestly, it was just like a family decision. Uh, oh, okay. My mom had got a job out here. Um, I was in college still and kind of moving around. They sold that house. So I just ended up moving out here. Okay. Right. Um, but yeah, it's definitely... Definitely different. More people, a mm-hmm. uh, lot bigger scene out here, too. Like, Portland has, like, its music scene. Um, like, we have an artist out there named Keith Canvas. He's kind of, like, indie rock-ish. Mm-hmm. And then we had Amine, who's our, like, right. our dude. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but besides that, like, nobody's really popped for Portland. Besides, I mean, like, Damian Lillard. Obviously, obviously Dame's like, been, right, Dame Dollar. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's It is a different sure, scene up there, too, for sure. Yeah, you way know, Because, you know, I'm familiar with, you know, been up to Seattle area. Mm-hmm. And Portland, I had a sister who lived up there for many years. And uh, I feel like it, it's more of, like, a rock scene up there That's than it is, yeah, you know, like, like a indie. hip-hop scene. You yeah. know, yeah, more mm-hmm. of an indie rock type of yeah. type of vibe going on, which if that's your thing, man, it, it's cool. It's a yeah. cool thing to be up there for. <laughs> for sure. For sure, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I, I guess, I, I don't know, man. I, you just don't hear a lot of hip-hop yeah, coming out of definitely. the Northwest. Like, yeah. out there we had, there's a couple clubs that, like, play hip-hop and R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, I found, like, a couple cool DJs that, like, still spin out there. But, yeah, like, we had, like, the Roseland Theater was popping. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like, the most popping hip-hop venue out there, I would say. Um, I think, yeah, that's, like, the main one. Is, that, is, the, is, is the Roseland like, uh, the one that's, like, uh, up, like, some stairs, like, in a, like, Yeah, uh, okay, there's, a, there's an upstairs and a downstairs. Yes. It's, like, right downtown. Yes. You've got, like, Voodoo Donuts around the corner. Uh, okay. yep. Like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So, like, I've done a couple shows there. Nice. Um, early on, like, super early, like, Young Thug, uh, YG was there. And then, like, the legends like Bow Wow, DMX, Nas, like, every major, like, hip-hop person mm-hmm. performed there. But even then, like, that's still a indie rock type of venue, like right. you said. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's very rare that you get, like, a sold-out hip-hop show unless, like, somebody's viral or, like, popping. Gotcha. And at that point, they're going to go, like, perform at, like, the Blazers Arena. Mm-hmm. Like, Travis Scott, every time he comes... Blazes around. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean you kinda hit on it, so do you like the scene out here better? Definitely. I think I think there's more artists out here mm-hmm. and more tours, um, including like underground and upcoming and also major stuff that mm-hmm. comes out here to where in Portland, like you still get a couple artists, a couple major people that'll hit like the motor center, like the mm-hmm. Blazers Stadium, but out here I definitely think there's more there's more clubs and more things to do. For sure. But there's also yeah. more people, so yeah, that, yeah, that is true. Yeah, so I want to get into because you you brought it up. I want to get into the tours in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about let's kind of transition because you're a producer, mm-hmm. um, and, and you you make some some fire shit. Appreciate you know what I'm that. saying? <laughs> if I if I may say. And you've been on, like I said, man, like this little sneaky tear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just like, oh shit, you know. And, <laughs> Um, the 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 tracks you've been you've been dropping, man, have been fire. Um, thank you. First of all, how did you get into production? Was it like was that always a part of it while you were DJing, or was it just like, man, I just really 
right, I'm kind of not bored with this, but I need to add something to my arsenal. Let me let me try this. Like how how was that transition? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I felt like I was getting kind of like stagnant with the DJ stuff. Okay. Um, and wanted to pick up producing. Um, and with DJing and producing, I'm both like self taught. Okay. Um, just by like YouTube and experimenting and stuff. Right. Right. Um, but I ended up picking up FL Studio, yep. yeah, and like mm-hmm. Logic mm-hmm. and messing around with that, just because I feel like hip hop in general and like the stuff that I was listening to, I was like, I feel like I could make that. Okay, um, fair enough. And just wanted to try it. Yeah, and ended up falling in love with it and being decent at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Exactly. That's how the battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. your shit was whack and nobody wanted yeah. to rap on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like early, early stages. Oh yeah, I definitely had some oh, trash, trash it. Yeah. Man, <laughs> especially them original but, like FL Studio yeah. loops that you get, like uh-huh. the standard loops. Yeah. They be like, "Yo, this is this is this is fire," and they're like, "Nah, nah bro, yeah. it sounds like a tin can, dog." Like, shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So how did you start? Like, when did you start? Did you start in in Oregon or did you start out here? Um, I feel like it was more out here. Okay, when I was like pursuing DJing like heavy, like there was a certain point. And still now to where, like, that's all I was doing. Okay. Um, but then kind of took a break from that to produce and, like, put out a couple records and try stuff. Mm-hmm. Tried, like, selling my beats and just giving giving out USBs to artists. Um, yeah. But I definitely think, like, I had to take a step back from DJing to focus on that a little bit more. Okay. And kind of find that balance between the two. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, it's not like... You know, most people start producing, rapping, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you the homies or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, I'm going to get Emmett Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get the boy. Yeah. I'm going to get some Morrison. Like, I'm going to get, like, people that are really popping, really doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And and I got to say, man, that Mai Tai, even though it's a little bit older, yeah. right up my alley. Right up my alley mm-hmm. and uh, bitter too. Like I'm big yeah. West, and mm-hmm. that thing sounds so West to me, <laughs> yeah. man. I was like, this is me. <laughs> this yeah. is me right here. Yeah. Um, but you just really been dropping singles. Mm-hmm. I gotta ask, and I'm asking this a little early. Normally, I would ask this a little later in the interview, but mm-hmm. I gotta ask: Is there a DJ Khaled type, DJ drama type? A project on the way, yes. Okay, because <laughs> okay. okay. it's, it's yeah, I, I for think, sure. I, and again, I think what you've been and I want you to speak to it, but yeah. I think what you've been able to provide mm-hmm. with those four tracks, right? Mm-hmm. With can't pretend, bitter, um, um, spending mm-hmm. my time with you. Just look at those four tracks and just by themselves, mm-hmm. versatility. Yeah, four. Totally different sounding tracks. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You got a little <laughs> yeah. DJ mustard. Mm-hmm. You've got a little Afro beast Latina vibe mm-hmm. on there. Like, so talk talk to us about this potential project. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? If you can, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for will. sure. I got you. Um, so pretty much with like all the records that I put out, like you said, I wanted to kind of showcase my versatility. Okay, and give everybody like something. Um, so with like spending. Um, K Suave that's on that record that's Trippy Red's artist so right. that's that kind of like young don't give a fuck like For underground sure. 100%. whatever right. and like honestly I just dropped that record like 
out of nowhere and it started going up. So I was like, all right, cool. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, just as like something to give like those like rager, mosh pit kind of crowd. Very much so. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then with Bitter, like you said, I wanted West Coast, like R&B, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Same with the song with Emmett. I wanted more of like an R&B Love feel. That song. And then, thank you. <laughs> and then with Mai Tai, yeah, like that Afro beat, Latina kind of mm-hmm. like stuff. Um, but as far as a project, um, I'm definitely working and leaning more towards like the R&B West Coast. Okay. So I have some... Man. A lot of stuff in my pocket right now. Ooh, uh, nice. You're talking my yeah. language, bro. Yeah, yeah. you are speaking my yeah. language, bro. Yeah, so with that project, um, I kind of wanted to give like a little more like Portland, Cali, West Coast feel. Okay. Um, I do still have some like turn up records on there too, um, but lately I kind of want to make like more timeless, timeless records, R and B stuff that's like gonna stick. Yeah. Um, stuff that I can promote for a long time. Like, for it's sure. not just the record that, you know, I put out and I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, it's a record, you know, if it doesn't pop at, like, the start, you know, years or months down the line, it'll bro, hit. Bro, that's, I hold still, on, hold on, I gotta stop you right there, bro. Yeah. That's gotta be the smartest thing I've heard. 1,000%. I'm serious, bro. And look, I, I ain't talking, we have a lot of people on here, I respect a lot of people mm-hmm. that that come on here great people they do great music and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know that's got to be the smartest thing i've ever heard because most of the time you you're rooting for like i'm going to be rooting for you i'm not kidding man i'm, yeah, I'm really going to be rooting for you right thank you but it, it, it's a sad thing to like you root for somebody and mm-hmm. then you 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 hear that record drop mm-hmm. right and then that's it Mm-hmm. You don't hear the push ever. No, no anymore. promo, nothing. nothing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, you might hear a little bit of promo yeah. for like maybe a week, mm-hmm. maybe, right? And then it's like, bro, that track is good. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Or if there's a full project, it's like, bro, mm-hmm. you only drop one single. Like, you can <laughs> yeah. drop at least two more mm-hmm. and spread them out or whatever. I just want to commend you. Thank I don't you. really have a question. <laughs> I just you. want to yeah. commend you for saying that because... Yeah. And I really hope you stick with that because I think that's it's something that you believe in. Mm -hmm. I think you should push it for a year, year and a half. Exactly. Why not? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, shoot, just on the podcast side, I could tell you videos that we've done, Mm -hmm. the music that we've reviewed or whatever didn't catch on until a year later. Exactly. Then all of a sudden thousands of views Mm -hmm. happen and you're like, why? Legit. Because they went viral. That's you know what, what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's just one of those things. And people catch the wave and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, that's an awesome sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, again, I just want to commend you Thank for you. That. Yeah, just, just touching on that, I always tell, like, artists and DJs and people I know, just, like, don't give up on a record. Because you can put something out now and then, like you said... You drop a random TikTok video, and boom, the TikTok video gets 3.5 million, and your song gets a million, like, yep. or whatever. Right. Or a label randomly hears one song that has 10,000 plays, they pick it up, and they do their promotion or help you out, and boom, yeah. the song gets a million or 10 million or whatever. But yeah, I definitely always push and like think, like, don't give up on a record, and that's also why I always drop like a bunch of different genres is because it gives you different places to market too and that way you're not 100%. just stuck with one lane like yeah and 
super smart, bro. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you didn't like you didn't just be like wake up one day and like yo I got this genius plan. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm gonna do. Like how how difficult has has it really has it all been? But you you've really been DJing your whole life, so that. Mm-hmm. After like twelve, you pretty much had it down. It was like, let me just get better, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. On the production side and getting into the music industry, which we know, man, is like stuff. It's 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 easier. I don't want I don't want to discount anybody's job, but it's easier <laughs> yeah. to do a lot of other things. Yeah. Um. It's it's a very who you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Really, that's it, right? Over talent, popularity Definitely. over talent. Yeah. How hard has it been for you to kind of uh, develop and, and get get known in that mm-hmm. space? I think, like, going back to, like, separating the two, I think DJing was easier because, you know, it's just talent and being good and having the right records. Um, again, it's, like, like, who you know. So as far as, like, getting booked, it was kind of just doing more events. Right. Um, there was a point to, you know, I was even paying to get on stuff just to get seen. Right. Um, and like doing free gigs, just getting my name out there. So now that I don't have to do that, you know, it's, it's a blessing for sure. Um, and then as far as like the artist side, it was definitely difficult because for one, your beats have to be good. Right. Um, you gotta get them seen by the right people. Right. And then for me, I don't sing. I've tried, um, I'm all right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but just not just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I got to get people on my records. So whether that's paying them for a verse or a hook, or figuring out a split sheet, which is like giving them a percentage of the record. Right, right. not the masters. Don't do that. One hundred percent. But like uh, royalty, yeah, percentage um, that they're happy with. Um, that was definitely difficult because the fundings come from me. I'm right. independent. I'm not signed. I right. don't have a distribution deal. Like, nothing. Right. So everything is coming out of my pocket. And, you know, there's been features to where they're like, yeah, I want 2000 I want 5000 And I have to be like, consider it and, you know, work out numbers and everything. So that's definitely been difficult to where, you know, I want to get to that point to where I'm like a DJ Khaled to where people want to be on my stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It's um, a phone call away. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. And it's it's slowly, slowly it's growing. Um, but yeah, like I think as far as like an artist slash DJ, like just getting people on my records and paying for features has been the most difficult, difficult. thing. Have, have you ever had a situation where like somebody hits you with the ticket price mm-hmm. and you were like, nah. But then like later on, maybe you developed a relationship with them. You don't have to mention who they are, but I'm just saying, like, because I think a lot of times that happens too, man. Like, let's just, like, again, it's it's a who you know type of situation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you always going to come straight out the gate like, man, this is what what I'm worth, you know? And then it's like, (laughs) you start having a couple drinks with them, like, hey, man, remember that track you sent me, man? I'll do it, man. I'll be over (laughs) next week. Like, so how many times has that happened? Like, is that that more normal now than... Now, I think, too, like, people are seeing what I'm doing. Okay. And now that they're seeing the story, they get it. Yeah. So at first, they might hit me with crazy ticket, but then say I go do a show for them, I'm chopping it up with them backstage, I play them the record, they're like, 
oh yeah let's just let's do a split instead of the ticket or we figure it out or they just do it off the love or the strength yeah i definitely have seen that a lot yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. i can believe it i want to get into just a little bit of the nitty-gritty of how you make a beat Mm -hmm. Hmm. how is it do how do you start how Mm -hmm. what's the inspiration yeah is it is it a sample is it a Mm -hmm. drum beat Mm -hmm. what is it what makes you go that's it that's where i want to go and then push through the yeah. production side of making that whole because it's not sure. easy to do that process no bro like time. i've even <laughs> yeah. i've even tried we both, I think we you both tried, tried. <laughs> and i'm like and it takes yeah. a lot of dedication yeah, to sit sure. down and especially when you have an idea mm-hmm. you know it, yeah. it just real quick is you know you sit down and i get these grandiose ideas yeah. and i can't do none of it yeah. you know and i'm I'm pretty decent, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm better at like mixing and, and mastering for sure. Yeah. But um, but anyways, yeah. If you could tell me like your process with that, yeah. So like originally, I would just start off with like a loop, or I'd have a melody. Okay. So I might you know be thinking about a melody in my head, or be humming something, and play it out on the keyboard, mm-hmm. and then tweak it from there, or. So that was like early on, but now like you have all these sound libraries. So like Splice, um, even Serato has their own thing now, which is like the DJ program. But they launched like a beat making thing. Mm. Um, so I know like Metro Booming, he uses that a lot. Um, so I might start with that, and from there it kind of just depends on the sound that I want. So if I want like an Afrobeat song, I might start off with like some like shakers or. Oh like fillers and then do like the 808s and the drums and Mm. stuff like that but a lot of people will start out the opposite and do like the 808s and the drum pattern first Mm. with the loop and then add everything else but i think personally i like adding the loop first because that's and like the main melody Mm -hmm. because that's what's gonna like make the track hit and you know stick Right. Um, but recently I've been messing around with samples a lot more okay. um, just because I feel like that's what's trending right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually I made like this Jodeci sample. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'll get it cleared, <laughs> um, but that Sorry. that song will be on the, the R&B project for sure. Um, okay. So sometimes I'll start off with a sample mm-hmm. and either like pitch it up, pitch it down. Or just strip it and have the acapella and then add my melodies and everything else to it. Um, but I feel like that's what a lot of producers are doing now is sampling because you're taking an old song and making it popular again. So if people already like the old one, 90% of the time they might like the new one. Right. Um, if it's good. <laughs> right. If you, you know, do the original song justice for sure. Um, but yeah, I definitely always start out with like a melody or a loop and then kind of build up from there. Oh, and, yeah. and that's kind of the art of hip hop, right? Is mm-hmm. that's where hip hop came from? Is the samples, right? Mm-hmm. Taking the old R and B records and flipping them into you know hip hop records, where you know basically spoken word poetry, and then now hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, just do me a favor though. Yeah. <laughs> when you do the samples, mm-hmm. don't just drop the old song, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then add like a snare to. Cause that's what oh, I like a said. little like, bro. They be, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, 
Yeah. Is that a sample or is it? You that's a cover thing. song. Yeah. Right. They, yeah, this, no. this a remix. This yeah. ain't, this the original yeah, no. song. Like, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially because, you know, man, our, our, our 90s R&B, man. Yeah. It's deep to the heart, man. Mm-hmm. Hold you know, a special place. Yeah. Hold a special place, man. Uh-huh. So I'm like, yo. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. do it justice because I, I love. Yeah. Um. I forget what the record was. Uh, uh, J. Cole did the the one sample on, um, was it for your eyes only? Mm-hmm. I forget the I forget the the actual sample, but I remember the uh, that one. Yeah, and like the way he flipped that, and then uh, I think it was Bryson Tiller did the same did the same sample. Mm-hmm. Like when you do it that way, and it's like like you said, slow it down, slow down the yeah. tempo, add in a couple drums, mm-hmm. give it a whole new vibe. But it's yeah. still a little nostalgic. Like mm-hmm. I'm with that. Just don't copy the whole like, song. You know what I mean? So with the Jodeci, like imagine like "Come and Talk to Me" by Jodeci, but West Coast. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, he's legit out too. Like, I'm out. <laughs> bro, like, that's one of my favorite. I was literally singing that today, bro. Like I was, that's one of my favorite records of all time. And you said. The four letter word that I love the most, mm-hmm. the West. Yes. You know like, what I'm saying? But like West Coast R and B, like I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. I'm yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fire, man. So let's 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 get into these tours, man. Because mm-hmm. I I really want to drive this point home with with what you're doing, man. Mm-hmm. Major things that are going under the radar, <laughs> right? It's like yeah. it, it's almost. It doesn't make sense, right? Because I'm like, nah, this dude is really killing it. Like, really doing some major things. And it's like, but these five people are talked about, and that's <laughs> it. And, and no yeah. disrespect to them. Like, we mm-hmm. got major love. For sure. For these people. Um, had, had, had a couple of them on, on the platform. Mm-hmm. But what you're doing production-wise, man, and, and putting these, these great records together, and then now transitioning to... I'm, I'm just getting on tour with YG. You know what I'm saying? Like, how does that come about? And what is yeah. that moment like for you going from, you know, family parties, mansion parties, transitioning to a whole different state, and mm-hmm. now this thing is really working out for you? Yeah. Um, honestly, I would just say it's all networking and connecting the dots. Okay. And just, like, timing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so as far as like the faux hunted and the YG stuff go, um, I've had a relationship with them since high school. Okay. Um, he would pop up to like those mansion parties and okay. at the song at the time he had a song called Tooted and Booted with mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. with Ty Dollar Sign. Yeah. <laughs> so he was uh, <laughs> yeah. So he was pushing that. Yes, at the time, at the time he was pushing that heavy. Yeah. Um. So he would pop up to like high schools in Cali. Okay. Um. In Oregon and do like different mansion parties and stuff. Okay. So at the time, I don't, I don't even think he had a manager. So I had just got his number, and kind of lost contact. And then he dropped the album called My Crazy Life mm-hmm. that went insane. That literally <laughs> went crazy. And yeah. um, I actually just went to that concert like as a fan of his like i love his music love his aesthetic all that so i had paid for meet and greet and got in contact again um ended up talking with him on the tour bus and playing madden got his number again okay and then from there we kind of just kept in contact um lost contact again (laughs) just because artists always change their numbers right right, stuff happens um 
and I met uh, his brother Cam, who okay. runs uh, like Four Hundred Flowers, like his weed brand. Right. So I just went to those little pop ups in LA to network, got in with them, and from there on out, they have always you know kept in contact and been super cool people. Okay. Um, every time they're on tour, I, I go. They support me. I support them. Right. Um, so yeah, I just networked with them and one day got a call and they were like, Hey, we're going to be in Arizona, uh, for like the next couple of days. Um, can you line us up with like some club stuff? Okay. So I ended up taking them to Jags. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, with OGZ, who's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the YG realm and all that. But the next day they were like, Hey, we need a DJ for our artist D3. Okay. Uh, so I ended up DJing for him on the Red Cup tour. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I said yes. Uh, right. And that was amazing. Um, it was at the Arizona Federal or Financial Theater or mm-hmm. something like yeah, that. Yeah, Downtown. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I think like eight, nine, ten thousand people sold out. That's fire. Yeah, it was amazing. Was that was that your biggest tour like or your biggest yeah, show yeah, at that point? Yeah, for How sure. How was that, bro? Like, I, I know you were shook, yeah. though. Like, yeah. even, even yeah. like, I know you were shook a little bit. For sure. Okay. Yeah, I was definitely, like, stressing backstage, but I just had to tell myself, like, you know, it's, it's time. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. all the work, all the hard work I put in, um, they gave me, like, the set list literally, like, 30, 40 minutes before I had to oh, go on wow. stage. So Damn. I just ran through that, made sure I had all the drops right. Um, and I knew D- D3's music just by, like, being a fan. Right. Um, and, like, messing with Flo Hunted and all that already. Right. So I, I kind of know all their artists' stuff and YG stuff. So I already knew all the records. Um, but, yeah, we just put that together last minute and killed it, honestly. That's yeah. That's, that's... It was crazy. Man. But I was... I was definitely feeling the butterflies. Oh man, and all that. Right. Yeah, like you were like you were like how was it? How was the 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 aftermath, man? Because like, yeah, I remember like when you know back in the back in the old days, uh, <laughs> yeah. like when I used to like when I when I used to really be in the the music scene heavy, and I used to perform. Mm-hmm. And I remember like especially early on, and I, dude, I'm talking like maybe a couple hundred people, right? Like mm-hmm. you're talking thousands of people, mm-hmm. and I would get off stage, man, and I'd be like. Like done, <laughs> yeah. like somebody mm-hmm. shot, like they shot shot me up, bro. Like pause, yeah. and <laughs> like I and I remember like that feeling. Like how was the aftermath of that? Were you like were you like I? It was like a weight off my shoulders oh, okay. too, because like okay, his manager, um, like I think his name's Psych. Uh, yes, yeah, uh-huh. uh, like D 3s manager and Cam and all them. They're like watching. So like, they're they're the the homies, but I still had that pressure of like I gotta, you kill know, it. kill it. Yeah. So me and D three, um, we're like we're both nervous. Like everybody gets nervous, of but course. like me personally, oh yeah. Like when I was done, I was like, let me let me take a shot, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah. let me chill, yeah. have a good time. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. watch YG. Um, I got to see like OGZ, Kaylin for real, for real, who's coming up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like after the show, I definitely was like, "Thank God!" Yeah, yeah <laughs> everything went smoothly. <laughs> like the audio was perfect. That's, um, that's, that's I had my engineer thing. with me too, uh, Alex. He does like all my shows. Make okay. sure that he does my music too, uh, like mix and masters all my stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, he he made sure like everything was perfect. I had to like 
thank him, like bow down, like right, yeah, right, make sure everything right. was That's good. Huge, yeah. yeah. But So yeah. you are you uh are you looking to to um stay independent? Are you are you cuz it's kind of a different thing with you cuz you got mm-hmm. the DJ thing. Mhm. But are you looking to maybe become part of a team or or mm-hmm. get signed or kind of just like do your own thing? Um right now I'm still kind of doing my own thing. Okay. Um I definitely have some offers and people I'm talking to. Um, but yeah, like I think signing or like a distribution deal okay. would be perfect. Just kind of like a home to that's gonna push me, um, give me like a little bit more extra promo, whether it's radio or just blogs, whatever, right. playlists, all that good stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, I definitely think maybe in like the next couple months there might be something. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Speaking of independent, um, I want to ask you. What's your opinion mm. on the state of hip hop today? Mm-hmm. Do you like where it's at? Do you feel like it's in a weird spot? Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, what's your overall opinion about I, I, in music in general today? Um, I think right now hip hop's definitely like there's anybody wants and everybody wants to be a rapper, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of like saturation. You get you know every now and then somebody will blow up on TikTok like every week mm-hmm. um like no offense to like the artists out now like everybody's doing their own thing i applaud everybody um but i think we need to go back to making quality records and not tiktok hits because mm. like right now i would say in my opinion like the biggest rapper and this is no diss to her is sexy red mm. and that's not timeless music mm. that's tiktok stuff so right. i think if we went back and made like quality records um that's also another reason why i think like r&b is gonna come back um and like afro beats are popping right now yeah. just because because yes. nobody wants to listen to you know my coochie this my booty hole this you know yeah yeah but that's true though yeah, yeah. that's a pause recession yeah. we, yeah. we get it we get it but yeah i think hip-hop needs like something different and then also the other day too like i saw that it's almost been a year since there's been a number one hip-hop record on the billboard hot 100 really mm-hmm. see i feel like i, I agree with you mm-hmm. right um, I think it's oversaturated, one hundred percent, and I feel that way with every genre of yeah. music, right? Because of social media mm-hmm. in general, exactly. And it is hard to find because those TikTok videos or people seeing mm-hmm. some of them are really good. Yeah, people they make legit good content are for really sure. Good. Yeah. But again, to your point, most of it's not classic music, mm-hmm. right? You might hear a hint of, ooh, this would be really good if they got into, not a huge studio, but just mm-hmm. somewhere where they can be like, tap in with somebody else. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. And kind of hone that in mm-hmm. to make a classic album, mm-hmm. right? I think it, they're still being made, but yeah. they're being made by the OGs. Mm-hmm. Like, Killer Mike just put out an album what, a, mu- a month yeah. ago Crazy. that, mm-hmm. was, to me, is a classic album. Yeah. But 
why why the OGs only making classic album? What mm-hmm. what's up with the you know new the newer yeah. tr- like it it's very trend setting. Yeah. And I agree with you. It is probably my biggest disappointment with mm-hmm. music in general today yeah. is just the trendiness of it, you know, and oh it's hot. You know, let's yeah. you know People but then just, it just yeah. it's on fire. It's like a piece of paper you you light on fire <laughs> and it boom, it yep. bursts into flames, but it don't last very long. Mm-hmm. And it just turns to ash. People are just chasing that million streams or whatever right. their goal is or, uh, you know, viral hit. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, it's here one month and then next month you don't hear it's anything. It's gone. And, you, yeah. and guarantee you don't even remember anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You're like, well, who was that? Yeah. Like, what, you know. And so. the attention span of music right now is mm-hmm. everybody, like, like Drake, if you think about it, he dropped, what, three projects this year and is about to drop a fourth like, when's the last time Drake, like, literally didn't drop an album and then go ghost for, like, three, four years? Right. And it's because, like, people want music, like, right now. Like, they yeah. get bored, like, of an album after, like, a couple months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely important. I mean, I know I've been slacking with <laughs> with dropping music, but it's definitely important, like, nowadays with social media, too, to just continue to, like, release all the time. Mm-hmm. But, but, do, but, but do you think that's the case? Because... When you look at uh, somebody like Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. who can just have this this big wave mm-hmm. like disappear, like you said, like how Drake how, how Drake did, mm-hmm. and then you even look at like a D Smoke, mm-hmm. right? Where D Smoke came out, um, obviously got a lot of popularity from the show, yeah. But his album, the first album, was fire, mm-hmm. and he sat on that album for a minute for two years. <laughs> yeah. And he took, I want to say he damn near took every track on that album and made it a single at some point. Like, he mm-hmm. just promoted the hell out of it. Yeah. So by the time Warren Wonders came out, it was like, oh, man, we've been waiting for this. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I think there's I, I think there's a, a little balance there, personally. For sure. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because is. I think you can get a little annoying at some point right like it's like all right man like we get it dog and then especially if you don't drop a project you're just Mm -hmm. dropping single 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 single. so it's like all right man like you get it (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah that's why too i feel like i want to take my time with that like r&b project yeah because i have you know i have singles that are ready to go now that i could drop whenever but a solid like in my opinion like classic west coast project with all the artists that i want on it and you know a label potentially pushing it or whatever and getting that like major promo right i want to 100 percent take my time and make it make sense the mm-hmm. way i want yeah so yeah it kind of goes both ways like yeah. you said yeah yeah um bro you killing it bro i Thank ain't you. gonna stop man i i'm, I'm really uh i was excited for this mm-hmm. and um I, i'm so glad like it, it you just Dope, dude. Thank you. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I, I really want to know, man. Um, you said the the name of the project was uh, I forget what it was. Um, what'd you say the name of the project was? I didn't yet. Oh, that's <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? I knew where he was. <laughs> I was like, I, oh yeah. man, I hope you don't get yourself in trouble, bro. You saw, you saw me right now. You saw, you saw me working. You saw me I know working. You know what you want, bro. I yeah, know yeah, yeah. Oh man. But the the R and B project is going to be called Live from the West. <laughs> you, I'm yeah. out, man. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. 
Well, you know, man, I, I I've got this very uh, strong voice. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so if you need any type of like interludes or oh, something. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm big live from the West. You know what I mean? We <laughs> damn near in California, right? We in SoCal, Arizona right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, for sure. What, what's, what's, what's next, bro? What's next for, mm-hmm. for, for you, bro? Like, what's up? What's on the agenda, man, for DJ HMD? Uh, a lot more shows. Um, a tour that I was going to go on, uh, got pushed back a little bit. Okay. Uh, but a tour. Uh, maybe what? like five, six cities, maybe like November, December okay. to end the year or top of next year. Um, they're still working out dates. Okay. Um, I guess I can say it was the, the YG and Tiger tour. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to DJ for D3, uh, a couple dates on that. Fire. Uh, me and D3 also have some music on the way. Okay. Uh, to end the year off and then top of next year, middle of the year that live from the West. Yeah, nice R and B project. I'm so with it, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm so with it. Anything <laughs> that we uh that we missed that we didn't cover that you would like to address to uh, the people? I just shout out to everybody working. Shout out you guys. I appreciate you guys appreciate having you, me bro. again. I think everybody in Arizona right now is doing dope stuff. Yeah. Um. Definitely like shout out to like AZ Way Too Active. They're doing their thing. Yeah. 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 Uh. John Blaze. Big shots. Uh. Two Tone Superstar. Yep. Uh, Maddie Ice is doing his thing. Shout out to Maddie Ice, yeah. And yeah, there's like a bunch of dope artists out here too, just working. Everybody working. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think we need to support each other out here and just 1,000%. in the music industry in general. And uh, yeah, I think AZ definitely has a scene that's going to pop very soon. Yeah, as yeah. long as we continue that support, man, I, mm-hmm. I, I believe that as well, man. For sure. Um, let them know where they can find you. All right. They can find <laughs> that was it. Let them know where they can find you. Bet, bet, bet. Uh, you can find me all platforms at the real DJ HMD. Okay. Um, I did the real because there is another DJ HMD. Um, we're working on getting that kind of separated. Okay. Um, yeah, there's like another person that goes by DJ HMD and he kind of popped out of nowhere. So I want people to know I'm the real one. <laughs> so yeah, we gonna get him out of here. You know? <laughs> so yeah, all platforms at the real DJ HMD, and then Spotify, Apple Music, just DJ HMD. Dope. And then so. when you drop the project, mm-hmm. you got to pull back up, bro, because you know uh, we do it. We actually do a review show as well, so we love Dope. to have you in the building. And that way, you can fire. talk to the people about you know your intention with the with I'm the down. music. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That'd be awesome. So. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, dog. Thank you, guys. Right, this again. was dope, appreciate man. You. This was super dope, yeah. man. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate you coming through, dude. And like I said before, dude, I'm really rooting for you. Appreciate I really that. am, man. Thank you. I want to see the best, and I'll we'll definitely be in your corner, man. And like you said, man, you got to come back on when you drop we'll the do. music, man. Because we'll we love breaking down stuff, man. <laughs> awesome. We could get into little nitty gritties and stuff. So yeah, really appreciate dope. it, man. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for having me. You guys stay safe. You guys stay positive out there. And as always, this is The Gray Space. Peace. Peace.